What's up, everybody? Today we have a very special moment. It's the first time uh, we've had a guest on the show from before show up again. Uh, today it's Julian. And Jordan. And we've got our boy Aaron back. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me on the show for two times now. Hopefully it's some big value and some good conversation. Yeah, I think we're on uh, the brink of this one being very beneficial to a lot of you. I mean, it ranges in a lot of different variations. And uh, today we're going to be talking about how to start a business. Yeah, and I think that this is also a very relevant and important podcast to have nowadays, especially with kind of the wildfire that is entrepreneurship and people really exploring that realm of business for them personally and for their financial success. So I think that this one is going to be a there's going to be a lot to learn from. But Aaron, why would we be doing a podcast with you about starting a business? Absolutely. So um, in terms of my experience with businesses, I've started now two different companies, both based in Oregon. Um, so I know a lot of the different things from there. And I've really been focused every single day and hour towards learning more. So not only do I have a good amount of knowledge on starting a business, but good bits of knowledge for taxes, for all the legal paperwork, how you should structure your business and including your dream of what you're trying to commit to. So Hopefully, we can transpire a few good messages across to everybody here. Yeah, and that's one a good, great thing to touch on is the ability to kind of create your own LLC or your own business. Um, online gives you a lot of opportunities to do this, but there's a little, a lot of fine details that come in that process and start of just signing up a business, like really understanding those taxes and all the little ins and, ins and outs you have over, you know, growing or creating a business. I think you're going to get a really good foundation out of what we have to share today. Yeah. So, uh, you know, without further ado, let's start. Aaron, what is one of the first steps that it takes to accomplish to start your own business? Oh, absolutely. And the first thing that everybody has been at at some point in work or just at home is the inkling of that idea. And that starting to be the structure for something bigger and something reproducible. Because the biggest thing is whether it's a good or a service that you want to supply people with is that you want to make sure it's consistent and it's something that is truly beneficial. So you have to figure out how you can form a business around this to then gain a profiting product because jumping straight into the paperwork is awesome, including if you're excited, but you don't want to overcumber yourself with all these different things. You want to make sure you have a business plan ready to go as you're moving forward into all of the legal documentation. But in terms of business plans, I think that's also a very important aspect because including businesses nowadays, people have a very um, short term mindset in terms of what am I going to do? How am I going to get it? Let's go for that. When really there's so many different steps in between then and there that that's something to consider in your plan, including looking at how the market um, would react to your product or services or even better, including this is why I love be like doing business in the 21st century that we're in now is that we're in this beautiful information age where you could fully look at a competitor or figure out how exactly your business can fit perfectly into things and then execute from there on your business plan. Yeah. And I think um, the way I kind of extrapolated that is 
really say you want to do, there's a huge difference between a food truck and a retail business, right? Your business plan doesn't have to be, you know, 300 pages long. The more detailed it is, the better. But um, like Aaron's saying, say you want to do a food truck. It's pretty easy to go online and say, you know what, I want to do a food truck. What licenses do I need? Um, what are some of the fees? What are some of the rules and le- regulations? Like, what are the realistic working hours? Like, am I, I have to get up at 4 a.m. to, you know, prep my food and then I have to go to the site at 11 and then I have to be there until you know six o'clock or go to a gray site to dump all this stuff and figuring that in your schedule and then you also have to figure out in your business like how am i paying myself what are my margins like how am i going to create enough project or uh, how much how am i going to make enough profit to find it reasonable for me to do this six days a week and say we're still talking a food truck to make it beneficial for me that makes it different from what i'm currently doing yeah, I think that that's the really important part. And naturally, being a numbers guy myself, that's where I automatically go to, you know, figuring out what your bottom line is, what basically your break even point is on your sales or your service and go from there as far as extrapolating out. How is this going to affect my life and how is it going to benefit my life? Because if it wasn't a benefit, then why would you start in the first place? Right. Yeah, and I think too, doing like Aaron said, doing that competitive analysis, you really get to understand the market you're in and where it's going. Uh, I guess once again, it was the food truck example. You know, are food trucks just a trend? Or are they going to stay around for a long period of time? You know, who are your competitors? Um, maybe you find out, you know, maybe food trucks aren't the new hit. Maybe it's, you know, um, food to go or deliveries or something along that line that you can capitalize on all before you start, you know, paying for your licenses and, you know, really, you know, committing to this and quitting your job if you're super serious about it, really making sure that you're going into it and you fully understand all the responsibility because a lot of businesses fail. I'd say a lot more businesses fail than they succeed. And if you don't have your research done right, you're you could end up on a slippery slope. Absolutely. And I I love the fact that you pointed out that businesses fail because if you look at the grand scheme of things businesses aren't the only thing that fails when people attempt to try it there's a whole lot of other things like sports and so on and so forth and why do people usually fail is because they're not totally aware of what they're going into before they get into it and with business it's not one of those things where you show up and there's a guide from each step on how for you to do things it's up to you to figure out it's up to you to know exact properly how you're going to file your taxes or like you're saying, pay yourself um, or you got to find someone who's going to do that for you. And that's a that's a lot of little things in the process. But in terms of once you have that plan down, once you're confident about what you're doing and you've seen what the market is, the, um, depending on your position, you could be already in a job. And there's some people that say, quit your job and go all out. And for those people, it's that's an important factor because putting risk and so much like weight onto something forces you to go 100%. But for also other people, I would not recommend quitting the other things that you're doing until you're able to fully sustain yourself with the business type of thing. It just it all depends on how you react from stress. Some people flourish, some people crumble, you know. Um, But the next step from here is to go to through your state, each state does it a little bit differently with different fees. But a filing service will help you out in terms of getting your, and this is even a whole nother conversation, your LLC, your corporation, your sole proprietorship, however you're forming that business, um, and then getting the proper documents, your EIN from the IRS and all that good stuff. There are ways you can do this all yourself and like send mail or even do it all online. 
Um, but I highly recommend for people that are starting off to just utilize an, a filing service. One that I've gone to just to throw a name in case everyone's looking for that is Inkfile. Um, pretty straightforward and also a very clean user interface, which I'm all about. yeah i think that there was a lot there to chew on so i just want to kind of dissect that a little bit what aaron's basically saying is when you start off you want to make sure that your ducks are in a row and make sure that you know all your paperwork is in the spots that it needs to be and that's why you'd want to use something like a filing service where they can kind of help guide you especially if this is your first time going through this and another thing to think about you've briefly went over it and i'd really like to go in depth is what kind of business are you gonna be running is it gonna be a limited limited liability corporation is it gonna be a general partnership or a limited liability partnership or a corporation things of that nature very very matter and so you want to make sure that you will fully understand what best benefits your position yeah and all these different business types from S Corp to C Corp. Um, there's a lot of different um, nuances that happen when you choose that type of business, like a sole proprietorship. Um, you're the one running and gunning basically everything. Like if you go under, you're losing everything. Like it's attached to you as a person. So your home, your car, um, just because your food truck didn't do well, it doesn't mean you just lose the food truck, you lose everything. You go to an LLC, you have a little bit more separation between personal and work. Um, and then you go into like a partnership, which is kind of a tricky situation if you and your partner aren't on exact terms or, you know, you feel like you're doing more work than the other one is. Um, it's split 50-50, you're losing, you know, 10 or 25 percent. Um, but a nice thing about a partnership is it gives you a kind of a, a little bit more insights um, oh, as time progresses. Oh, absolutely. And one of those things that I want to bounce off of, too, is the paperwork, um, including once this is a team that's not just you, is a very important thing. And to get an operations agreement so everyone is on the same page is going to set up your future to be a whole lot easier if all the crap hits the fan at the same time. Because nobody expects that, but life sometimes can hit you with a little curveball every once in a while. Yeah, got it. So let, let me like get up to speed here. So we figured out what we wanted to do. We understand that creating a business is not an easy thing and we understand the risk. We consider, you know, just jumping into it or, you know, starting it as a side thing, then building it into something more. And we filed our paperwork. We figured out what type of business we're going to be running and specifically, you know, the paperwork of this aspect. What comes next? Yeah. So at this point, you got all your ducks in a row in terms of legal information. You have the structure figured out. But what you need to do now with all this paperwork and including with your uh, federal EIN number from the IRS is you got to get yourself a bank account so you can start getting that money. And also, most importantly, with this bank account, too, is just so you can separate your personal income or your money with the businesses. So when it comes down to tax time, everything's a whole lot clearer. Everything's not all jacked up when you're like, OK, I pulled twenty dollars out of here and then now this is over here type of stuff, because that does happen. And so in terms of bank accounts, any bank will generally accept you. Some are better than others, and a lot of them have this minimum amount of money you have to have in a bank account or else you get a $15 fee, um, and that money is like $1,500, which isn't isn't much if you're a business that's already gained clients and gotten rolling, but there are some businesses that take some time. And so there are on full online bank accounts you can utilize here, but one big thing I do want to point out um, going through this is that 
all this information I'm giving, we're all giving here is the bomb.com type of stuff. But this isn't the only source of this. And there's amazing guides online of going through every single step of forming a business in your particular state all the way to getting the bank account and like the proper documents. Um, so that's just as a reference, but I don't want to jump too far ahead. Um, so that's the next step, getting your bank account. Um, and then following that, you're starting to open up for you to really actually do business. And you need to think about now things like business cards, your website, which I feel like, including since I'm in the marketing field, a website these days is like the new version of a business card in like the 70s, except now it's not only can they see all your information, they can see your product, they can be a part of your brand for that moment they're on the site. And then also even at this point, purchase things depending on what type of business you do. Um, and that's the thing. It's almost like at this point, um, like how more complex things can get always depends on your business. But some businesses could be absolutely set up and done at this point, including when you use the proper um, filing service, because then they'll set you up with a gosh, I'm trying to think of the name. It's a person that when they send like legal documents to you, like an assistant, personal assistant, no. paralegal. Oh, man. But it, yeah, so pretty much if the IRS sends you some crazy shit, <laughs> then they'll they'll get it and then they'll forward it to you to make sure it's not like spam or someone trying to fake you out type of thing. Um, yeah, I think if we one thing you have to take into account, too, is um, we talked about, on you know, starting a business on your state level or, you know, where you're at. Things also, too, by the time you listen to this or maybe you find this a little later, um, things are always changing, right? Laws, rules, regulations, like we, everyone, everyone and their mother got 60 emails about companies updating their privacy policy and um, all these little nuances that happen as the government changes or tariffs change and um, the way it affects you as a business, how the taxes change. So it's also good to be on your toes about what is changing as you're going into the business and as you grow your business, how things are going to affect you. Yeah. And I think Aaron really pointed that out and kind of illustrated it briefly, but I really liked it in the fact of, you know, this isn't your only source of information and this isn't the only way about going and creating a business. There's, you know, it's as creative as you want to get it. And it depends on like the business you're going to be running as well. So that means that, you know, be your own researcher first off. So you're doing the right thing by listening to this podcast and exploring information. And the second thing is, is don't stop here because as good as this information is, and I, you know, I think it's going to be very helpful to listeners. There is so much more to learn. Yeah. And I think too, during this whole process of you finding your foundation, um, figuring out what it takes, figuring out, you know, what type of business you are running, um, how you're filing it, um, your bank account. During this whole process, you should be testing out your business because I think it's up to, don't quote me on this, but I think you can make up to $2,000 personally before you have to file as a business. Um, so making sure you're really testing your product or your service, that way you have results by the time you get there because you don't want to do all this back to the food truck. You don't want to do all of this stuff. And then you're like, okay, I can do it and start a food truck and your food is awful. <laughs> Absolutely. And another thing too, it's a little bit dependent in states, but if you have a service that's expensive, people can pay you, uh, at least in Oregon, it's up to $599 and you don't have to be putting any of that on taxes or recording that. So that's one thing to think about. But another thing I want to bounce to in terms of setting up your business is, okay, 
what happens when it's tax season? What's the best move? Um, what's the most affordable move on top of that? And right off the bat, including when it comes to taxes, I would 100% recommend going to your local CPA or someone that truly understands the finances and have done taxes before. Because even if they are $125 an hour and after they do your taxes, it's like 250, 350 bucks for everything they did, um, they most likely saved you a whole lot more money in your taxes than what it costs to work with them. Say if instead you went to like, um, is it H&R Block and all the other different brands that do those quick taxes and stuff like that. And on top of that, in the process, they educate you and they truly care about you. And the fact that I said local is because local businesses, including ones that have been a while, understand this one thing that I feel like is very important for any company to succeed. And that's to truly value each customer and want the best for them and in turn deliver the best version of your product, yourself or your service to them. Because nowadays there's 10 different competitors for almost everything in every like in all markets. And so you have to give people a reason to continually come to you. And that's where someone that's just churning out their franchise or they're from a corporation. They're just going back. OK, this is another guy. We're doing his taxes for $80 compared to where mom and pop are really going to be focused on you and bringing you a solution. And that that goes into the top tier of what being an entrepreneur is about. And that is solving people's problems. The best companies, the biggest companies have solved problems for people, even if they're problems that people don't even know that they had yet. Um, so in this whole journey of continuous learning, bettering yourself and the product is always focus on bringing the best product to the consumers and everything else will work. If things if things aren't working, just continually figure out how you can bring a better experience is kind of my sum up to that right there. Gotcha. And I think there's a lot of good information in there. And I think that's a very good tip and strategy as well to kind of um, go the route of garnering information and gaining the most knowledge that you can so that later on down the road, you're just that much more experienced. And I want to kind of take one step or half step backwards from, you know, doing your taxes. How Aaron, do you believe that paying yourself yourself should go or could go when running your own business? Absolutely. So when paying yourself in a business, it 100% determined, is determined off of your pace of growth. I've seen entrepreneurs, and I'm talking about all very successful people that are pushing multi-million dollars that say, don't, don't pay for yourself, take on as much debt as a business, continually trying to grow, even if you have to pay for salesmen type of thing. And then you have the other hand that say, okay, make sure you get your certain amount, but always make sure that the business is able to flow properly and all of that good stuff. And so what it really comes down to is how you are as not only a leader for your team, but how that leading now reflects onto yourself. And if that, if you need to get paid to make the bills work, then absolutely. But also you want to make sure that you're paying yourself within a certain range, because also if all, all of a sudden you're getting paid a hundred thousand plus, there's certain rules as an LLC to where you could be getting paid way too much as the owner and they're going to like flag that or the IRS will flag that. And there's also that same thing applies to, I believe, C corporations. Yeah, don't don't quote me on that one. But yeah, garner your information. <laughs> 
But yeah, um, in terms of paying yourself, I definitely, I would not make that number one priority though. I wouldn't be going into every month as a food truck owner saying, okay, I'm going to make $500 a month no matter what, because then all of a sudden you're going to need to buy inventory for the next month because something got spoiled and you're not going to get that $500 that you were expecting for and you were setting up like how you were living to that $500 because that's the worst situation to be as an entrepreneur is when you don't have any money, the business doesn't have any money and you're like, crap, I got to sell more of my product, you know, type of thing. Yeah, and usually when you can't sell, when you are having a hard month, you aren't selling products. So it's not just a flip of a switch and like, I'm going to sell 3,000 tacos this week. It just isn't going to happen. Um, I think it's also important in the terms of when you're starting your business, just kind of like finding some something on the side that can take a little bit of the stress away from starting a business because it's, to me, I don't believe starting a business is, you know, a walk in the park by any means. And you're going to encounter a lot more stress, especially if you're in a point in your life where you have a family and you've taken on this new risk. Um, there's going to be a lot of outside factors and mental stressors that can really kind of wonk out the business and put it down another slippery slope. Yeah, I think, I mean, basically what you're talking about is work-life balance. And regardless of what you're doing in your life, I think that balance is a main key of having, you know, the utmost health and like happiness. So balance as far as work-life goes, balance as far as, you know, life fun goes or anything, you know, it truly matters that you have some sort of balance or homeostasis when it comes to those things, because it's really easy once, you know, you tip a little too far over and you start working more than you think you should, you know, you get stressed, your health goes down and then you're sick and then you, so you can't work. And so things just start to get unstabilized. Yeah. So Aaron, in your experience, what's it like taking on employees? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought that question up because this is one of those things where I've kind of been a natural leader as I was younger. So I thought taking on employees was going to be something that's like, oh, that's a given. I've been doing this job. It's easy. So I'm just going to I'm going to bring in an employee. They're going to do the exact same job. Things are going to flow correctly. But so there's a huge twist up there because a lot of people, when they say with hiring employees, they're like, dang, I can never get a good one. You know, like the people that are coming through are just there's this wrong with them. Or they can't pay attention. But the really key thing with any type of employee is that you focus intensely on training them, training them properly and then training them again and then holding them accountable to things and then also bringing in a proper culture for them to feel confident about learning this stuff at where it's as good as the back of their hand. And if they mess up, instead of it being like, man, you messed up, I got to let you go. It's the type of thing like you messed up here. Do you understand like how this happened? And are you going to make sure this doesn't happen again type of thing? Because if this is the key thing with employees and why I'm saying is to focus on trying to improve them is because all that training process, all the looking for them on different recruiting sites and all that different thing that costs you time, which in turn costs the business money. And so you need to look at every single one of your employees, not as, oh, this is a way to make my business make more money or this is a way for me to not have to do this task and I can go do this now. You need to view your employees as a real investment in your business as much as you look at stocks as an investment or any type of other thing happening today. Yeah, I'll go for it. Yeah, another thing too, uh, um, even if you're not starting a business for profit, you're starting a non-profit business, regardless, like we say money, it could be for you or for someone else. Like the time you waste, even if you're a non-profit means less money for your non-profit in the long run. 
Yeah. And one thing I want to just like kind of surmise about what you just said, it's very like Andrew Frisella and it's very like E-Myth and the fact that E-Myth is a book. Um, Andy Frisella is the guy that runs First Form. And the way that he speaks about basically his employees are they are probably one of the best investments you can make in your business and company, especially, you know, cultivating them correctly, having the right culture and having them understand, you know, the job, making them feel like they have purpose because, you know, having an employee is a very important, important part, because, you know, if you're doing all of it then there's something that's going wrong. Or, you know, if you feel like, and this is from the book of the E-Myth, if you feel like that you can't leave the business or, you know, do something else or take on something extra, then the business system or the business model that you've created might need to be readjusted a little bit. And the fact that, you know, you should be able to either break it down to somebody with that has like some sort of common sense or, you know, isn't extraordinarily smart in the fact that you're not going to find those people as employees all the time um, in the fact that, you know, you might need to adjust some things or, you know, think about a different way of training your employees as well. Absolutely. And um, so as far as it goes with majority of tasks your business is going to take on, one thing I highly recommend is for you to be a professional at that task that you want someone to come in on. Now, for things that are like special services or things that you need to go to school for, that obviously can't be the case. But you truly understanding that role on what who's going to take in is going to make it so much easier for you to train them and also understand their perspective as they're going through it. But employees truly are the the secret sauce to a lot of businesses. Um, and the coolest thing, though, is now we're in a stage of time where, like like Julian said, you could be a nonprofit or you could be 100 percent software based. And all you need as an employee is just a freelancer that's in like literally like Saudi Arabia, just handling customer support for you, you know. So it all depends on the business. But no matter what. You have to look at employees as an investment instead of a way to just mitigate tasks. Yeah. And I think kind of the last thing I think about that business process is the ability to be adaptable or flexible or diversify. So once again, I'll go back to my food truck example. So maybe you come into a market and you think your food truck's going to do extremely well and it's not doing too hot. But on the same side, you have the flexibility, you're you know, confident enough, you're like, I'm going to start catering, right? It's kind of a different service, different industry, but you're still in that same roundhouse, I guess you'd say, where you can flex your business to have more opportunity to grow and you know, maybe catering people become popular that way. So your food truck on the weekends becomes a little bit more popular. If you're doing, you know, maybe you're doing a software and you're really good with IT. Maybe you kind of do some freelance IT on the side um, while running the software company. That way you aren't just pigeonholed into, you know, I'm this food truck on the corner of first and third. Um, No one's coming to me and I've put all this money into this thing and I have nowhere to go. Um, Really looking for those opportunities to grow or diversify or expand is going to help you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One thing Um, on top of the diversifying and really becoming better at bringing value to people to watch out for is don't over expand on your niche or what you're supposed to do. Um, I've had uh, my previous company, we decided to like over expand ourselves because we felt the market was switching to a different direction. And what that we ended up facing because of that is now all of a sudden the thing that we wished that we had that we were now moving away from was dwindling. And then over time, when we were trying to start all these new things that we weren't doing them as good as when we were just doing one thing. So 
continue to grow, continue to figure out the best way to bring value to other people, but then also understand that nowadays we're in a very niche market where a lot of the times one store does one thing really well, whether that's a berry bowl or a coffee, and then you go to other stores to get different items, you know? Gotcha. I think that's a very, very good point. So Aaron, as we wrap up this podcast, is there anything, you know, last words that you think that these listeners would really gain from before we kind of let you have your plug? Oh, absolutely. So um, a lot of this podcast has been just about on the good steps and including bringing value to people because that's what being an entrepreneur is really about. And the thing is with also being an entrepreneur is that you, you may not know it, but stepping into this career and field, you're stepping into the lifelong pursuit of being a leader also. Not only a leader to your employees, but a leader to when clients or people come into your store and they're like, oh, what's going on? What are we looking around here at? You know, um, so I would say on top of all this business stuff, and I know there's a million other things probably hitting in you and your life all at the same time, but focus on becoming a better leader every single day. Uh, and a lot of things will start to really flow really well for you, become more natural. And then all of a sudden you'll start attracting more leaders. And that's the key thing to truly growing a business and multiplying on it is if, if you gain followers that like your product, then that's just an addition. That's just plus one person that likes your product. But if you gain another leader or another spokesperson that likes your product, that all of a sudden is plus 20 because that leader has 20 other followers behind them. And that kind of sneaks into a different a style of marketing with affiliate marketing or using celebrities or sponsors and all that good stuff. But that's a whole nother podcast. Um, and that's what I want to say is the key thing about being an entrepreneur is now's the time in your life to continually bring value to people. And the best way to do that is become the best version of yourself. Yeah, so from top to bottom, we talked about, you know, having a foundation, figuring out how to run that or how you do your paperwork for it, figuring out your bank account, figuring out, you know, is your product actually going to work, um, the taxes, the employees, um, kind of really good, simple foundation, you know, skeleton structure of a business. Um, thank you, Aaron. What do you have for the listeners or where can they find you? Oh, yeah. So I am. Um... I have now my marketing generally based on just uh, actually helping people company. It's The site is value.solutions. Um, and the biggest thing is, thank you very much for letting me be on this podcast. I'm more than happy to have any type of conversations with anybody. I'm a cool spirit and a cool guy. And that's, that's those are the types of people that I'm always down to talk to. So if you're a cool homie, hit me up. Thank you very much for having me on this podcast too. If you want to see my face, you can find me at uh, Instagram under AA Ron Bromore. <laughs> yeah, as always, we'll have the links below. Yeah, um, once again, thanks, Aaron, for coming in and, you know, dropping some really great knowledge as far as for our listeners, for us, and in general. But uh, I appreciate everyone for listening. Catch you next time.